Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it to Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is we assess the issues. We eliminate the issues between rural and urban America. There are no more issues between rural and urban America. Jay Truett, unhappy with how his Internet performed last week, he just loaded up, drove to Texas. So he had a good signal this week. And just like that, Andrew Henderson's gone, too. (laughs) Hey, how are you, Jay? I'm good. It's it's nice and uh, warmer in Texas. It's not warm, but it's warmer. What is it down to like fifty or something? Yeah, it it touched into the into the upper forties. Oh my goodness! Do you have enough blankets, so, Jay? Well, panic, I, I, panic, I'm looking panic at him. I think he's lying. I think he's he's a, a lying um, lobbyist. I think it looks warmer. He's, he it looks he's got a t-shirt on and all sorts of things. It doesn't look like it's just fifty. It's all. Well, he's not he outside. Has a shirt on. It is pretty nice inside. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice he, uh, he looks like, to me. It looks like sat in the sun, doesn't it, it? No, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. You, you right. look nuclear. No, is what I you look like, I, Andrew. You know what? We've uh, we've spent some time thinking about you know how we would get back to Puerto Rico for a period of time, but I it's it's <laughs> near impossible. Um, the, fourteen I mean, boosters. You have to have fourteen boosters. Yeah, Apparently. you have to you have to be in quarantine, and you have to hold your right leg off the ground for two days straight, <laughs> and 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 wave your left arm like a helicopter, and you have to sing some Spanish national anthem. It's a it's a setup. They have they've gone over the cliff, right? And uh, I, it's kind of funny that nobody's really talking about it, but it, they literally have just gone over the cliff on this issue. Yesterday, I had my first uh, speaking gig in 2022 canceled because the meeting is going from an actual meeting to a virtual meeting. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Yep. So so, why, so aren't you going to do virtual one then? No, I don't do virtual meetings. I'm either there or I don't participate. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here then? <laughs> right. <laughs> What are we actually doing right this minute? Then are we? Uh, is this a virtual or? This moment. Oh, we're doing radio no, this show. is a radio show. <laughs> this is not a virtual meeting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm virtually with one now. Cried. I kind of. I do kind of agree with you, though. I I agree with you. I uh, I had a I had a meeting last week with the uh, with a bunch of individuals that uh, in a business that. That's uh, these rapidly expanding businesses, and both the principals were in the same room, um, and they were talking about the fact of how they've they've been working all these different states, and everybody wanted to to meet virtually, and they've just forced these face to face meetings um, all over the country, and it has worked for them, uh, even with people that are really resistant, just because uh, honestly. There's something to that human touch thing, right? I mean, when you Absolutely. look people straight in the eye and you have a conversation, it makes all the difference in the world. Well, and we had that Saturday night in, in uh, Valley County, Nebraska, Jay. We had 500 people, and um, yeah. it was just electric. I mean, it, and it's better now than ever because people had a period of about a year and a half where they couldn't gather in a meeting, 
And now yeah. it's like they right. don't take it for granted. It's like I'm going to make the best of this, and it's just a great time. Right. I, I agree. No, that's I happening too, here too. Right? I think we're having. Yeah. I was I when I listened to you to you all's earlier conversation, you know, and uh, and it's kind of interesting the uh, uh, the path that people are starting to feel out what's going on in the world, right? And I think for, for maybe for some period of time, we all, uh, uh, people got numb. Um, and I think the numbness is beginning to wear off maybe pretty much worldwide with a handful of exceptions. Uh, and places like Puerto Rico are going to be some of those exceptions. They're going to they're gonna stay in some kind of perpetual semi-lockdown mode maybe forever. Uh, it may never end. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really is kind of sad, but, uh, especially when, you know, they're effectively like a state in the United States, they're a territory. And so they kind of come under our umbrella, but they, you almost can't recognize the United States in that system. Uh, but of course, sometimes I can recognize the United States, Maryland. Well, uh, you know, just to go along with that, even it's not just the United States, Jay. You and I operate on a day-to-day basis in areas that are completely different. I'm like Cash right. Patel came. He lives in D.C. He came this right. weekend. He came Friday night. He spent all day Saturday with me, most of Friday night. We went chopping ice. We went and did everything. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he said, Trent, you, you don't understand how – how unique this is. You can't do this yeah. in a big chunk of the country. We, we're just going where we want, when we want. Nobody even talked about a mask. We did put on a mask one time because my father-in-law is uh, still recovering from his accident the Friday before um, Thanksgiving. So we had to go in an institution. Other than that, you go to a ball game, basketball game, you go about your life. We don't have somebody hanging over you telling you what you have to do. And I, we take that for granted, Jay. It's not like that everywhere else. Yeah, I'm going to ignore everything that you just said in order to just say this. Can you please let Cash know that if he wants to feed square bales when it's really cold um, and and maybe have a cow or two run over him while he chops ice, uh, that he, he's more than welcome to come to my house for the weekend as well um, in Missouri, and we can, we can get him hooked up. I will share the 30-second interview of him, or not an interview, 30-second video of him chopping ice at my place. Yeah. It was about nine inches thick. It is oh. priceless just to watch this event because yeah. I don't chop like I like that. Everybody else takes the ice every day, cleans it off the tank, and then what's there the next day? Ice. I take strategic strips of ice off Uh of the stock tank so that the ice protects it as like an insulator, but you just got to go through that new little growth every day and it's all fine. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way, but I tell you, it is kind of funny to watch someone who's never held onto an ax and hit (laughs) ice with it, their response. And when they realize that the water is going to splash straight up in their face, there's all you can do about it. There's nothing colder than that, and uh, it will wake you up. It's one of those jobs you can do at any time during the day, and when you're done, you'll be wide awake. Yeah, no doubt about it. I never thought I'd do a show with a couple of Eskimos. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Well done. You can pick ice. Well done, lads. 
Yeah. Uh, there we go. Actually, We're going to start selling Jay, ice at some point. This third amigo is a guy that needs to do this. He needs to get out of his country little <laughs> original courthouse where he's sitting by the fire in between running to right. his car and go out and spend a day where it's 10 below zero chopping ice and getting water thawed out. Uh, he just needs that. Right. If I told wondering, you, it wondering was why every time it. you move your arm somewhere that they go ahead, go go go. No, Jay, no, if I told you, if I told you, no, if I was told Trent, say, we, if I really told do... okay, Jay, finish. Area, finish. If we if we want to get Andrew um, uh, out, he just needs to understand that there is a point when you think your arms are moving, but they're not. <laughs> there's a there's a temperature that that happens, and uh, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get my point in here. If I told yeah. either of you there was ten below here, you'd tell me it was twenty below where you are. You not see the picture here? You know. No, you can find the actual weather any place you want. You can tell exactly what it was at my house. In fact, North Dakota wasn't above 20 below for about 10 days. And they finally got up to 25 above and they're like, oh my goodness, this is really nice. Barbecue weather. I assure you it is barbecue weather. In fact, my friend Kayla Coe is driving around Missouri. It's 30 degrees, sleeting rain, partly snowing, and she's taking a picture of a guy riding a motorcycle in Missouri at 30 degrees. I mean, that's just the way we are. Right. Yeah. Well, um, but I have seen a lot of criticism lately about the fact that, um, for example, I think there's a big storm at D.C. at the moment, isn't there? A big winter storm and how the roads get clogged up and nobody can get anywhere. Is that not true? That's in the big, you know, big USA yeah. where the roads aren't even being cleared. Is that true? On no, absolutely. I-95, yeah, on I-95 yeah. through Virginia last week, they said there was places where vehicles did not move for tw- up to 12 hours. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? If they were in Teslas, they have a problem. Haven't they? Yeah, that was the point of the yeah. meme. We need to take a break. Yeah. Lone Tree Cattle Company providing cattlemen with the opportunity to be a part of a branded beef program. It's called Certified Piedmontese. Get more details about breeding your cows to Piedmontese sires, whether that be the, through semen or natural service, and then a 100% terminal program. The premium over the uh, what the consumer is willing to pay for a consistently tender supply of beef is why it works. $180 per head for you over over your market price and our market price in the third week of December was $1.88. Just letting you know. Details at LoneCreekKettleCo.com. We'll be back with more. Roll route. Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. Jay and I will have to create the visuals because this is an audio program. That's why I like this. We create visuals with our words instead of showing pictures. Our mutual friend in Washington, D.C. has a son who's a student in Virginia in college. And uh, that grocery store shelf that we got a picture of, Jay, there wasn't a thing on it. Yeah. It's not like it was bare. Nothing. It was There was nothing. Not one package of produce. Was, right. All the way from one end to the other of an aisle. I mean, it wasn't just a section of an aisle. And it was in one of the major uh, major chains here in this area that area and uh i 
I, I looked at it and I had to look at it like two or three times. Um, and wow. I, I, I honestly, I'm still, still not for sure what to think. And I see all the, the comments that, that come in from people, um, in other parts of the United States where they're talking about items that are missing from their shelves. That's not been the case where I, all the places that I've been, and I have had a chance to actually travel a bit over the last month or two. I've probably been in eight or nine states. I do the same number of miles you do, Trent, right? Oh, well, no, I do half the number of miles you do probably. But I, you know, it's undeniable what's going on when people are actually sending you pictures non uh, around the clock of, of what's going on. And this is, uh, there's something that's, something that for sure doesn't feel right. Well, yeah, after and, and, and conversation, he says he doesn't have the same thing happening in the UK. I didn't say that. I said that we're seeing shortages, but they've been the shelves have been filled with other goods. Um, but uh, there's one thing that is for sure that um, there's something very wrong going on. And after the show last week, I I did a deep dive, uh, Jack, and I did find and I, I shared with Trent. That uh, China is buying huge quantities of the worst food, whether it be from uh, animal protein or even uh, vegetable proteins. China seems to be hoarding goods on a massive scale, um, and you you do have to wonder why um, at this point. And that is driving prices up um, all over the world, as you know. And I, I the one that I find very interesting, which um, if you think about trend, comes back to um, pig farming in many ways is this Andrew's got I think he's getting a phone call and yep. there he goes like that just he's like gone. that he's gone no but his I mean to his point um, <clears throat> obviously the last 24 months has been uh, an amazing volume of pork soybeans uh, products and corn some uh, uh, and some other products that have been into China, I, I, honest with you, I have a little trouble actually buying the buying the uh, buying the argument that somehow in the United States now it might be true for other countries, and I I can quickly accept it in other places in the world, but inside the United States we're doing the we're doing the processing further processing here, and for the most part, those facilities have been running at. Uh, you know, uh, at maximum capacity based on the labor that they could that they could get to show up in the plants. So, uh, I and we haven't seen seen prices. I think truly reflect the the flow of of product into the export channels. Um, I still don't think that, uh, and I'm kind of the odd man out there. I realize that I've talked to some economists about it, and they think we're about in the right place. But uh, it still feels to me like we're setting records. Uh, moving product into China, especially on the pork complex, and that would that would dictate some higher demand. And the and whether people like to admit it, there is a a beef pork poultry relationship on price. Uh, it's not like corn beans is or or uh, uh, corn wheat, uh, but but it's real and it does exist. And and um, and we've seen some. I just think we've seen more export demand than we've seen um, uh, reflected in prices and uh, uh, at, the, well, at the wholesale uh, gate, at the retail and, level we have. Andrew, I want to just throw this in quickly. My local grocery store, Loop City, Nebraska, population 800, and you can go into Joe's Market 
I can go in there today. The store shelves are all full, and I can buy pork loin or pork butts or bacon, no problem. Pork loin, uh, whole pork loin, dollar eighty nine. Just saw it the other day. Shoulder yeah. roast, dollar ninety nine. Bacon, six dollars a pound. It's like another day in Joe's Market. I don't understand it. And then I get people sending me pictures of a ribeye for twenty two dollars a pound when it should have been fourteen or whatever the case may be. So it, there is such a, a discrepancy in prices on food today across the country. Well, that's really interesting because, you know, I spent a bit of time in London recently and there is a huge difference between local food costs and uh, central London or central city food costs. Um, And I I, I do think it has to do with um, population density and the amount of people that are off and therefore how how the distribution thing works. Um, That's obviously playing a big part in all this. But... uh, you know, the, some of the main raw materials, and th- I think this one, I was a, I know I got taken out or something happened to my feed, but uh, urea is the big one here. Animal feed grade urea, which is your normally your cheapest direct rumen pr- protein uh, feed, has moved from 340 or in your terms, $500 a ton to, uh, to just over $1,700 a ton in the last seven months. Now, you might think, What's the implication of that? Well, that is directly as a result of the increase in the price of natural gas. So this tells me that we are, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing some of the greenhouse vegetable products disappearing off shelves in the supermarkets and being replaced with other uh, more, uh, well, more further food miles because you're talking now stuff that's coming from uh africa and, and those nations that's where some of our food's now coming that wasn't coming in the past so we are seeing some big changes yeah. in what's actually available to uh to to feed us very interesting I, and that's I why mean, you're I, seeing tangerines no, I, instead I, of tomatoes is that your point well, right. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm only saying. We're usually seeing that we know there's a huge reduction in tomatoes. We know that that's being drummed into us. But we can see that you know when you walk into your local supermarket that you just described there, you you basically know the lay of the land when you walk in there if you've been going into the same shop for years. What's happening is you go down the aisle and you re- only recognise half of what's on the aisle. That's what I'm noticing, and that's. Uh, it's quite eye-opener because you go, hmm, that's not there, but it is, you know. So they're finding goods, but that eventually that's going to that's going to manifest itself in shortages, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jay, yeah. Oh, no, I do agree that uh, it man- it ends up manifesting itself in shortages, and I do think that part of the difference between probably what Andrew see and what we see is the percentage of products that are in the store that are produced in country or yeah. or in some sort of controls that that are caught up in the supply chain and uh, at least it, the most of the staples that that we buy in the United States are actually from North America maybe not United States yeah. proper but they are yeah. from North America and so we're not having to rely on that on a transportation system that someone can manipulate and control. I'm, uh, you know, and we, we had this whole supply chain discussion here months ago. Still, nobody can really explain to me um, why. 
when we have multiple well, ports in the United States, why were we driving product into the one place that we couldn't seem to get them offloaded? And now all of a sudden that problem is starting to fix itself here. And I can only assume that it's taking place in other places as well. Well, I, I, I'm not sure it is ha set, stopping here because I'm told by the shippers become involved in um, in import that there's still a real shortage of containers that uh, and, and also there's lots of ships backed up to offload their car cargoes. If that's, and I think that's happened because of labor shortages. But of course, if that if that's happening all over the world, everything. If we have this just-in-time uh, mechanism of, of fulfilling, you know, chips for cars and all those sort of things. Do you know that Skoda have stopped producing cars for the last few months in Czechoslovakia because they've got no chips for Taiwan? The things like that happening and hearing about it. If you want to buy a Mercedes car here in the UK, you've got a 12-month waiting list at the moment or, or thereabouts. These things are, are going to have a, an unimaginable effect on economies, aren't they? You know, mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah. when you actually think about it, because you're stopping a sale. Um, this has this has no effect on the economy, just about your awareness. Actually, in the long term, it does affect the economy. It's called protect the harvest, making sure that you stand up for your freedoms and continue the American experience, and that leads to a strong economy. So I regret saying it has nothing to do with the economy. It has everything to do with the economy and making sure that you maintain your independent rights. Protect the Harvest continues to do a wonderful job illustrating the people that are on the land, taking care of the land, taking care of animals, and producing the essentials of life. Get more details from this repository of information. And that's all it is, empowering you with better information. ProtectTheHarvest.com. We're back for the second half of Rollout after this. We're working on building the LooseTailsMedia.com website this week for all of your merchandise. That's going to be really good. LooseTailsMedia.com. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Luce alongside Jay Truitt. And the third guy from the U.K. is a rat up a drain pipe. I don't know why. You Can I? I'll change the subject, guys. Fact, that's what he said he wanted to be. Okay, go. I want to change the subject, and uh, I want to debate something that we touched on uh, in uh, in across the pond today, Trent. We we are seeing across the world obvious examples of tyranny, and I'll give you a couple. Um, the, the, at the moment, uh, in the UK, our prime minister has now been caught for the second time, not the first time, the second time having um, parties at number 10 Downing Street when he's just that this has now been proven that he had a party with up to 40 people at it and there's pictures and everything available when he told the whole country that they couldn't meet in numbers of more than four people that's when lockdowns first happened there is now visual video available of showing he attended with his wife and that they were having a full party when they in introduced the first lockdown on coronaviruses. And, and don't, don't forget that there were accompanying fines for anybody that was caught by the police in numbers greater than four or six. And you touched on this trend. We're seeing so many examples. And I can, you know, you can list examples from all over the world that you see where it's, it's do as I do, not as I say. Look at the... Um, the G26, we know that they all arrived there without having to prove that they'd been vaccinated. And yet they're, they're actually taking people's jobs away for not being vaccinated. 
it's the, 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 the double standards and the hypocritical way that this world is at the moment. And what you said, and I, I will come back to this because you're right, Trent, is why can't we legally stop this? You know, when we know they're lying to us, we know that they themselves have broken the law. Why isn't anybody taking any action against them? I have not <clears throat> paid attention to the Supreme Court uh, verbiage in the oh. last week, but I've seen bits and oh. pieces of it. And oh. what I've seen is Sonia Sotomare describing that she doesn't understand the Constitution. She doesn't understand states' yeah. rights. And as long as we have corrupt individuals who have a failed understanding of the supreme law of the land at each and every level of the judicial branch, therein lies the problem why we don't have accountability for the people who are breaking the are violating the supreme law of the land. It's no well, more, more than that. Yeah, more, more importantly, though, uh, when, you, when you do look at what she and other members of the court oh said, goodness. they're parroting parroting information that literally was just so far uh, uh, so inaccurate that there's no way that you could make a proper decision um, based on the difference between what they said versus what is reality. And mm -hmm. I think that's that literally is the cornerstone of this whole problem uh, for us right now. I, I mean, I've always I always have said that and I uh, sometimes it's hard to, to stand by. But I do believe that generically people make pretty good decisions when they have accurate information, honest information, and they can look at it and make a decision without being influenced. If you give them incorrect information and you just feed it to them nonstop now for 24 months in the case of this COVID discussion, um, we... Uh, you know, uh, we should expect people to continue. The The failure uh, all along is not what Anthony Fauci telling us to wear a mask, not wear a mask. That's not where the failure came about. And it's not the other directives that came down. It is the information that we used to rely on to make good, honest decisions that were appropriate, whatever that is. And, and come to find out, we've been punked this whole time. Well, uh, in, well, on, uh, in a whole no. bunch of formats. Um, well, it, well, uh, that's where you, you're right. And then, and I want to tell you some. I'll give you some hard facts about. Well, there's, here's another two. So, what your Supreme Judge said that uh, they she was of mind to go with the vaccine mandates because over a hundred thousand children were in hospital. That was the quote. And it turns out that the CDC had to had to admit was three thousand one hundred children in hospital. Well, that's a bit of a miss, 93% out, 97%, I'm sorry. And um, in our country, our Prime Minister announced to the world uh, last Thursday on primetime TV that um, with this huge increase in cases, that he now could tell uh, everybody in the country that 90, 90%, 90% of all the people who had COVID in ICU were unvaccinated. Um, we all, you know, I mean, laughed. That's a lie. And he said, and he also, in the same step, said that. Um, oh, and by the way, when you hear all these mumbo, all this mumbo jumbo, and he used the word mumbo jumbo from what he calls people who don't want to take the COVID jab as anti-vax. That's how he's labelled us. And he says the mumbo jumbo for that crowd, you know, that's what's causing all the problem. Then it turns out that he classed as unvaccinated. In 90% call, 
because somebody drilled down on it and said, I want to see these figures. We want to see the science behind what you've said. And the 90% actually meant that 90% of the people in ICU hadn't had their booster. In fact, virtually everybody had been double jabbed. Yeah. So he classed people who had, a, who had had double vaccinations as unvaccinated. Now, when you start hearing, that's your prime minister. That's, your, that's like your president. Your president has told everybody, get the shot. It stops getting COVID. He has blatantly lied to his people. Now, I can remember a time in history when we've had this, where you can actually see that people who make the laws, implement the laws, are absolute barefaced liars. And it's all across the world. Look at what is happening in Canada. You're not allowed after half past eight to walk your dog if you're unvaccinated in Canada. Where's the science behind that? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and at the end of the day, <clears throat> what's making right. us all accept right. this? What is making us all accept this nonsense? You know, the the cry for normalism. That's what it is. Um, I, I want to go back to something you said. Thirty one hundred children in hospital with COVID when the Supreme Court justice said there was one hundred thousand. Yeah. We have had a major problem for a long time. And it's one of the things, Andrew, that I've been fighting up close and personal is the antibiotic use in agriculture. The antibiotic use, the prudent use of antibiotics to keep animals healthy and get them to the marketplace with a safe, wholesome supply of food. And for as long as I've been fighting that, the number one problem with antibiotic use was that parents would take their kids to the doctor and demand that they get an antibiotic for an ear infection, which is not something that can be handled with an antibiotic. It's not a bacterial. It has to be bacterial for an antibiotic to work. But parents were so concerned about their kids that they went and they demanded. And doctors would line up and tell me, I don't want to give the antibiotic, but I ended up just giving a prescription (coughs) because I wanted to get them out of my hair. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking about that number because as a parent, okay, I'm telling you right here, right now, I will not go to the hospital. It's not, I don't care what happens to me. I'm not going to go. But I just had that thought, what if one of my girls had an issue? What, what would I do? Because I, I don't want to screw up and not get them the right help that they need. So for right. 3,100 kids to be in the hospital with COVID, that's a big deal to me. Because what are these parents thinking? They're obviously thinking that the hospital well, is going to take care of them and fix them. Trent, Trent, wait a minute. We, uh, you need to clarify complex. that. This is a very complex issue. Yeah, but you need to, cl- you need to clarify that because we don't know whether those 3,100, maybe because f- from the figures that are starting to emerge, um, it might mean mm-hmm. that only 100 of them are actually in with COVID. It, you, you know, mm-hmm. got, they, they might be in hospital, have contracted a cold or what they want to call COVID. But how many of those were actually admitted for COVID? It's actually a much lower figure. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's um, This is the way they're yeah, cooking the books. I do. It's actually not. It's, it could be a very low figure, think. that. Yeah. But I know how parents think. And if their kid has a runny nose and they don't feel well, they're laying on the couch, I, I can see where a parent listening to CNN would say, oh, my God, he's going to have Omicron. i got to get him to the hospital. i got to get him to a doctor. Man, oh, I, I really? never really put that into context until we started having this discussion today. Jay, that's just a, a horrible thought, knowing how parents are so quick to jump on some intervention, which yeah. isn't even proven. I think, uh, the, okay, so I'm going to say something that sounds, 
uh, that sounds like I'm defending CDC here. But one, but so you got to bear with me. Give me just like a minute. The the reality is, though, it's back to the point that I made before. People that have good information, good decisions. And in this case, we started relying on this day by day, play by play analysis uh, from CDC. And the truth is, CDC were designed that way. That's never the way that we've used CDC data in the past. CDC data always would kind of lump everything into a big category. And then they would go back and audit themselves in all fairness, and they would attempt to try to find what were the causes and the real issues that affected us during some sort of mass infection or pandemic or endemic uh, environment. And normally, uh, people like me that relied on CDC for data in the past, I would look at them maybe two or three years post-event to really understand what actually happened. There were other places that we would go and look for real-time data on what was going on. And, and the truth is, this time, for whatever reason, I'm still kind of puzzled about how CDC rose to the prominence that it did from a, from a standpoint, because I think they led the entire world astray trying to do this you know, a daily update that uh, mm -hmm. Matt Drudge and CNN and Fox and everybody, you know, led every news hour with uh, to keep people wound up on how many new cases there were today, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it's, uh, again, I think the whole thing is a fun understanding. There's no way you can explain to me that we just stopped having the flu in the United States in 2020. Well, you did. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have happened. Uh, and I, I am going to explain to you how we stopped having a conversation at this moment, at this time, on roll out <laughs> and come back in about two minutes after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production, Dr. Nathan Bryan, explains. We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a, a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick, some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus, and your immune system nips it in the bud, and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com, loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there, and if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back, everyone. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. Hey, I, I don't want to de derail us from where you're going there because I think that's a great discussion. And the CDC was given that credibility by Fauci, the war criminal. Yes, but, it was. Uh, Jay, you brought up a name that used to be the balance in all the conservative thought processes who was just gone. Where's Matt Drudge? Yeah, gone. He, he, uh, he decided he hated Donald Trump and he went to the Never Trump category and it, it was so sad to watch him and the truth is it's killed him 
um, um, financially, you know, the, the Drudge Report was one of the top top places for information. It made the top ten um, internet sites that people would would uh, go to start for information in the United States. And he's he's long since dropped out of that. Off the press has has gained a big chunk of his off, uh, audience, where some of the people that used to work for him finally decided, hey, hey we're just not going to do this anymore. Um, but I don't know what happened. I don't know what Donald Trump said or did to him that made him offended or maybe just wanted to fit in with the cool kids in D.C. But yeah. uh, he decided to just make a flip and he became uber partisan um, for the last 24 months. Now you can see him trying trying to come back a little bit. But uh, I, I'm one of those people. It used to, He used to be my homepage, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I took him off almost two years ago now uh, as part of those tabs that uh, came up automatically when I opened up my uh, my Internet browser. It's the, sad. The one, well, Jay, the one that just seems to keep coming time and time again with credible information for me is Epic Times. Are they yeah. as spot on as I see? Absolutely. Oh, I think I think uh, if if I think if you don't have Epic Times on your list of places where you're going to look at stories um, and you're and you're trying to research news, you're making a big, big, big mistake. Um, they will give you five of the issue. Um, they are probably freedom-loving conservatives, but by the same token, they're more than happy to be critical of everyone involved in the process. They're the only people that are doing investigative journalism right now uh, that I can find. Maybe Breitbart does some. Some of the left-wing whack jobs are trying to do it as well. But uh, the reality is Epic Times is head and shoulders above everyone else in this race right now by by an unmeasur- almost an unmeasurable amount. TheEpicTimes.com is your, is yeah, your well, spot. I, well, I have Epic Times. I also have Revolver News, which is very good from the yeah, United States. Which is doing a people. good job on investigative yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you're right, but we have um, we have GB News now, and they are really uh, mm-hmm. cutting to the to the argument on both sides, and it's been very interesting. And um, have you, Michael Yeadon, the ex uh, vice president of Pfizer, has now been given his uh, his air in UK uh, mainstream media, and we and it's really starting to open things up here in the UK. Uh, our BBC is now. Like CNN, it's floundering, it's losing viewers like you wouldn't believe. And um, I will tell you what's very interesting, what you just said. I, I, I believe that you talked about um, uh, the CDC and uh, that this has been an exercise in mass psychosis. I, I'm, I'm convinced of now because, all, for example, all G7 countries were using the same term, which was build back better. And uh, all of a sudden they've dropped it. They're now, uh, if you start, you'll start seeing them, but they're now using the same phrases again in other places. This is coordinated. But unfortunately for them, what's happening is that the, 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 uh, the investigative journalists are seeing through that. And when they start to sit, they're investigating it. And it's quite interesting because um, I, I agree with, you know, what we are starting to see is a very big change in the narrative, especially in the last two weeks here in the UK, where we're seeing nurses, doctors on TV questioning the government. Never seen that before uh, in this during this pandemic. And uh, and as I say, what 
what you had last night, you know, you've now got Project Veritas. I know uh, that they have a, a, a checkered history in, in many respects, but they've never lost a caucus. They've won big time against the New York Times and against CNN. And they're now projecting huge stories here at the moment about uh, Anthony Fauci and um, and the military. The, there's a military, de, uh, if you like, outing yesterday, which is suggesting he's blatantly lying to Congress and they can prove it. Now, at the end of the day, that's going over here. That's trending on our social media. Rand um, Paul already made that public, Andrew, and nothing happened. we got to come back to it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, Rand Paul had nothing about DARPA on there. No, he didn't. He had nothing about... He didn't have anything no, about fact that... No, no, uh, no, no. Rand Paul was the first one. Rand Paul yeah, was the yeah. first one to say Fauci is point-blank lying under oath. Yeah, no. But he didn't have any Congress. evidence. This is a war criminal. Yeah, but he didn't the have any evidence. They're producing... Ev they have evidence. They have evidence. He didn't have any evidence. That's the difference. They have evidence that he was looking for support for gain of function, and these were his words on the on the documents for gain of function activity in, in, in the US and in Wuhan. And they declined and said it's too dangerous. So he went and sought funding from other sources. So that's where the evidence is. Rampal never had the evidence. And that's what makes that different because now he had been seen they've got documented evidence that he wanted to do with back coronaviruses gain of function um, uh, um, experiments. So that is going to be it's very, it's going to be, uh, mind you, no faith in your Supreme Court to do anything about it because it's political. It isn't, it's yeah. just as probably the last word in Supreme Court in the United States at the moment, in my opinion, <clears throat> isn't it? I, 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 w I would just be I, I think uh, it's important to be honest with people. And uh, when you look at what happened in the uh, Gislaine uh, Maxwell case oh. and how they uh, did that case and and then sealed the records, uh, we have that's pretty much all all that I know about what's going on inside the Department of Justice at this point, um, that yeah. a prosecutor would go along with sealing the records. We, here we are. We're going to we're going to convict someone for uh, sex trafficking uh and we know all the names of the of the to whom right we know who was trafficked yeah. and, and we yeah. know to yeah. whom um and a judge and a federal prosecutor uh, his daughter um ended <laughs> yeah. up uh, yeah. uh cooperating to get the record sealed and so uh we'll we'll never actually be able to go through that i mean i know they're going to chase down uh you know, the prince in England, et cetera, et cetera. But that's mainly with the press hounding him. Um, when it's all there said is and done, a, it, and if that's yeah, going to happen, is another, we're not going to have any accountability in other areas as well. Jay, there is another argument to that, though, and I've listened to that says that they sealed it because there are other pending cases where the evidence would, if the evidence came out now, it would uh, jeopardize those pending cases. So I'm just make pointing that out. And, and but I also will say something. Somehow, somewhere, things are getting out because, for example, you know that Pfizer asked for 75 years to uh, withhold all the evidence on their trial work that they did on the COVID vaccines. Well, a, a federal judge has just 
completely thrown that out and said, no, you've got to do it within eight months. So somewhere, somehow, a lot of this stuff is trickling out and, it, and legally they are changing the decisions. So I don't know how or why, but they are getting some positive results in some areas. So it's very interesting. There's obviously a great um, tug of war going on within justice all over the world, actually, not just in the United States. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Right. I, and uh, if we don't if we don't win that battle, the rest of the battles are going to be really difficult for us to ever address. We, we, yeah, I we, agree. it took us it took us uh, so long investigations over um, Russia and Hillary and 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 all of those things that uh, it didn't matter when it was all said and done. I mean, we could say that well, you, you want to see somebody punished here or there. But the truth is, um We've lost the ability to actually just pro- provide honest and direct information to the people, people who really are the decision makers in the United States. And so, well, they, you uh, just, again, we've yeah. been punked for a long time, and uh, I don't see it changing. Well, there you are. You've just put up the Russian collusion, which most people now understand was an inside job uh, perpetrated by quite probably – the Democratic Party itself under the under the leadership of Hillary Clinton. We also all visually see that there's something way wrong with January the 6th. There are three main commanders there that have been taken off the, uh, the list of wanted, never been interviewed, and yet they're clearly the three people that orchestrated the whole thing. And the whole world can see this, and they are laughing at America. Because everybody knows, everybody I speak to knows that January 6th was, was the last thing it was, was an insurrection. And that's why when the world knows that and everybody's just sort of saying, we'll have to accept it. But the world actually knows the person that died was Ashley Babbitt. And yeah. the five policemen that died uh, subsequently from the event died of natural causes one after the other. And, you know, they talk, they called it Pearl Harbor or whatever else they wanted to describe it as a, there was no insurrection there whatsoever. And everybody knows that. And yet still go on with, they've even got a commission, which is costing more than the investigation into 9-11. What is going on? Did you see the parallel in the damage and the destruction between the Antifa protest all across this country compared to the January 6th, and I use air quotes, insurrection? I mean, lives were lost, businesses were destroyed, capitals and, and government buildings were destroyed, and that goes un, unnoticed. That's just part of people expressing their freedom. And January 6th, is, and I just want to say one thing because I only have one minute left. Uh, for both of you, I asked Cash Patel on stage Saturday night. He has 100% confidence in Durham. He is working diligently. There is a guy named Durham, he says, because I said, I don't even think this guy exists. He's just some made-up fairy tale. <laughs> Cash said, so I know him. Good, I man. talked to him. He is very diligent. He is very thorough. When the time is right, he will be there, and the evidence is damning. That's good news. Yeah. Great to know. Well, that's a great way to end the show. Fantastic news because we need Durham to be the best special cross yeah. prosecutor you've ever had. We need that. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. despite the fact that the Durham Shorthorn being a Scottish breed, we're going to say that's right. maybe who we're relying on. <laughs> we have successfully journeyed down the road, connecting rural and urban America. 
Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, the Durham of the UK. All of us remind Have patience, you that all boys. Have patience, boys. Roll out. Have patience, boys. Speak to you later. In order to simplify my life and your life, loosetailsmedia.com is going to be that central clearinghouse place to get everything from nitric oxide to loose pork to loose tails caps to loose tails coffee mugs, loosetailsmedia.com.